0: Got the sting in the mind. Y'all oh, being
1: great. Yeah.
0: yeah. So it's all me, all me. I can't breeze for the whole thing. Now we at the top. MJ eighty eight nine more stuff. Welcome. Welcome, welcome. This is the life of an ex-athlete podcast. How is everybody doing? I wish I had some clapping sounds to give y'all. But yeah, this is the life of an ex-athlete. I am your host, King Teeth. And we're just going to get it rolling. It's the first episode, so I'm very excited. Um, I really can't describe the feelings I have when I start new things, but it's like I just got to do it. So um, I really wanted to get this podcast going. Uh, I think it's something that could benefit people. I think it's something that could benefit myself. Um, the title stems from me being an athlete my whole life, but uh, recently in the past two years, hanging up the cleats you know, and, and not playing anymore. So for those of you uh, listening, I just want to get into a little bit about what the podcast is going to be about. Um, so it's going to go in depth into the mind of an athlete and the mindset after an athlete finishes their career. So I really want to tap into the minds of athletes, tap into the uh, thought process of how they get through certain struggles and different things and how I got through certain things as an athlete and how I pretend them back to life. So. Uh, that's going to be the main gist of the podcast. What will I be talking about? Uh, I have a host of topics. Um, I'm going to get some special guests on the show, uh, different opinions and stories that are shared so they can help somebody get through a struggle or, you know, how they overcame an obstacle in their life. Uh, different stories that just can relate to everything in life. <laughs> but from a sports perspective. Um, I definitely wanna bring that in because I feel like uh, my whole life, I've learned things on the different sports fields I played on and I could pertain it straight to life and it helped me through so many different things. We'll also be talking about views on health, you know, during um, your athletic peaks and when you're growing and also uh, different health tips and stuff after, you uh, finish your career and just uh, learning as we go. I am um, I wanna build this podcast around people who wanna learn different things because I wanna bring in people that know more than me. I'm very um, broad on things I understand and know and I wanna get some real specific uh, specialists on here. I think that'd be dope. I think it'd be dope for people to hear and uh, listen in on what they have to say. Um, I know a lot of people have studied long and hard On health tips, health topics for athletes. And I just want to bring some of them in to get to the people. So if you've never heard anything positive about being an ex athlete, well, get ready because you're going to hear a lot. Um, I'm also going to be talking about some motivation. You know, I'm very big on motivation. I'm a motivational speaker. So I'm very big on being motivated to do things, self motivation, uh, finding it within yourself. And I think. That grew within me when I played sports a lot. Um, I want to build a community, you know, here that kind of keeps each other accountable. You know, when it whether it's you know working out still, staying fit, staying in shape. You know, jobs, different things that come, family um, that come in your life that you're still handling your business how you should, and we just helping each other keep it, each other accountable. So. I would love for that to grow into something like that. Um, I'm again going to talk about the lessons behind this behind sports and behind uh, what you learn in those you know specific times during your your time in sports that will ultimately help you grow as a person. Uh, and then you know I'm gonna bring different athletes on here, and I just want to pick their brains and their minds on uh their mindset on how they get through obstacles, injuries, you know, not playing as much, you know, taking a role they didn't expect. I mean everybody's seen the Camelo thing. I mean how do you change an athlete's mindset? Uh it starts with the athlete. It has to start with them or it won't be changed. So that's just a little bit of what we're gonna be talking about on this podcast. And I'm just I'm super, just super, super excited. I'm going to take something to drink because I'm thirsty. And you know I'm drinking Pirate because, you know, as an athlete, that's all I've drunk. You know that. But, yeah. So uh, another another question I wanted to answer um, what, that I would think people may have uh, is why did I want to start this- this podcast. You know, why in the world would I want to talk about the life of an ex-athlete? Well, to begin, it is to pay homage to the blood, sweat, and tears it takes to commit as an athlete. Um, You know, a lot of people commit as, you know, to their grades. A lot of commit to their family. A lot of people commit to a lot of things in life. And as an athlete, we commit to the sport we're playing. You know, as an athlete, we commit to those to those long hours and sacrifices, those things we can't get to, all for the love of the game, all for the goals we have set for ourselves. And um, I just want to pay homage to that because I mean, I played for 16 years and it was um, the best experience I've had in my life, but it's also the most challenging and the most obstacles I've ever had in my life. So um, I definitely just want to pay homage to that. And then I also want to compare, you know, the similarities that sports um, have in real life. So the situations you deal with in sports and the situations that you deal with in real life compare so well, I feel like that it, it needs to be talked about because a lot of people play sports. Even if you played a year and you just played, you went through a lot of different things that you didn't even know you had went through already. So when you see them in real life, you're like, oh, I've been through that. I know how I handled that. Let me feel a little bit better, a little bit more confidence behind what I am handling right now because I've handled this before. And I just want to uh, put that into somebody's, you know, spirit and somebody's energy and give people that confidence. You know, uh, it's important to have confidence in life and believing in yourself and all of those things. So we're going to talk about all of that. Uh, another reason why I, just started just, I decided to start this podcast Um, was to bring the team spirit of accountability, like I said, into the world and to accomplish new goals. So this whole podcast, I want to be able to be inspiring people to set new goals, accomplish them, you know. Put life in a perspective of where you're still challenging yourself on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, on a monthly basis, so you can get everything you want out of life because it's all there for us, I mean. Uh I believe sports, for me, opened my eyes for that. But um, in general, you know, we are supposed to have everything we want out of life. I mean, uh, we just have to be willing to sacrifice and put in that time and that energy that it takes. So I just want to have an accountability, you know, type of situation here. Uh, and then uh, to tell stories. I love hearing, you know, old Older guys talk about, you know, how they used to play, how good they were, if they really were, because, you know, you'll never really know. But um, really just telling telling their stories and how they were thinking during when they were playing, you know what I'm saying, a specific sport. Um, and then sharing their lessons with, with me and, and everybody that's going to be listening to this on what is... Important that they took away from the sport um, and that they carry with them for the rest of their life. So I'm just super excited about that. Uh, I think it is going to be a fun journey. I'm not even gonna lie. Um, I think this is really gonna help me open up into uh, the person I'm kind of becoming, I have become. So I'll give you a little bit of my backstory. Um, I, I recently graduated college, uh, last December, uh, and i been about, it's been about two seasons since I played my last football game, and the past two years have been up and down. I mean, from what I want to do, to where I want to go, to where my life trajectory was going, to when I, you know what I'm saying, all of these things have been. Going up and down, swinging in my head, that it was just—it's just important for me to sometimes just be like, you know what? It's okay. Um, I'm not gonna figure it out all today, but if I take a crack at it, maybe I'll get closer to the goal. So yeah, so I played collegiately on the college level. I played football. Uh, played all four years. Um, I won't get too specific because I'm sure I bring out specifics during this podcast journey but uh from a small town moved to a big city in high school um, was pretty good playing Um, i played every sport growing up i played football basketball soccer baseball tennis i tried everything i could didn't try hockey i didn't like the code but that doesn't mean I don't like hockey. I just I just couldn't skate for real. But um, yeah, I played. I was an athlete. Uh, I liked the, I liked being called an athlete. I liked being known as an athlete. I loved it. I'm not gonna lie to you. It was one of the best parts about going to school because I did not like school. But if everybody knew I played football, played I was on the basketball team, then I just felt like ten times cooler. And that's okay. I mean, I just really enjoyed myself as a, being an athlete. So uh, moving into my senior year of high school, um, you know, I was a captain. We was on, I was on a good team. We was playing, uh, you know, pretty good competition. But I wasn't getting any offers to play collegiately. And I was just like... I'm going to play like (laughs) I'm going to play at the at the next level. Regardless, Um, that was my mindset. That's a little tap into my mindset how I was my senior year of football. Um, A lot of the players on my team were getting offers were depending deciding on where they were going. I was getting a couple few interested, but I wasn't getting any like clear cut. like We want you. Uh, Here's the offer sheet. All you have to do is sign it, and you'll be. To, I, I was not getting that, so it was just like sometimes I would think like maybe I'm not good enough, maybe I'm not put myself in the right position to really get people to notice how much I do. But then another part of me was like, man, you are good, dude. Like any team would kill to have you on your team, and I would. I just had that confidence because I had built it up in myself just working so long. I mean, I had already been playing 11 years. I was like, can't nobody tell me I can't be on a team at the next level next year. Nobody could tell me I won't be on a team my my freshman year of college. Uh, It just wasn't going to happen. So I just kept with that faith. And moving forward, I... Took a lot of ups and downs, you know. what I'm saying I had one team that I really was wanting to go to. They were about 45 minutes away from the, from my house. Uh, they had been interested in me all season. I, I was. They had come to games. We had talked. I was like, "Yeah, I'm going. I'm going to, I'm going to Ashland. It's Ashland University, actually, and um, in Cleveland, in Ohio. And we, I went down to for an official visit and. Uh, I got my sheet and it was, it was different from everybody else's and I didn't know it because they all looked the same, but I was like, well, my sheet don't really say no numbers on it, but then my, one of my buddies who who will ultimately be on this show, uh, which is going to be hilarious, he, uh, got a sheet and it was like, yeah, they offer me, I was like, oh, wow, that's great, like, great for you, um. I don't know. I might even, I might even say, yeah, they offered me to. I don't know, but I, I knew it wasn't what I was looking for. So I was like, all right, what am I gonna do now? Uh, that was about, I want to say, December of my senior year, and I was already shooting out my highlight tape everywhere, and. Uh, it got into some, the good hand some good hands and uh a school from South carolina reached out and long story short we got I got into a position where I had a spot to play and I had a full ride to do so and I was just like this is what I've been waiting on this so I've been praying about it. this is everything that I wanted um I'm doing it regardless I was it was it was a ten. 10 hour drive. I didn't care. I'm going to do this. And I set my mind on it. And I was like, this is going to happen. Come that fall, well, not even the fall because they wanted us for summer training. Come that July, I was down in South Carolina for the first time in my life. With so many new experiences coming my way that I did not even know what was going to happen. I mean, I didn't know anybody down there. It was One of the craziest experiences, it was one of the craziest experiences I've ever had in my life. Um, But I appreciate that time I had down there because it molded me into the person I'm becoming and the person I am today. So I will always have a love for North Greenville University, you know, go Crusaders, we were right next to Clemson. You know, I low-key felt like I used to go to Clemson sometimes the way we would be out there, but it was just, it was just good. I uh, I really appreciated it. Uh, so that's just a little bit about me. So there is a topic I want to talk about today. First, 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 first episode, I want to talk about first year of retirement and again I'ma get all the little bells and whistles soon because I think that's dope when I listen to a podcast i be like Soo! or, Dum! or Dum! all that little stuff when like you know I'm a host so I like drops and stuff like that. It's I think it it brightens up people and it's like wow like that was creative. So I'm definitely going to bring a lot of more creativity to this podcast as it grows. But I really just want to get this thing started because I don't like to procrastinate. And the biggest thing, the biggest fear is, is before you do something. And I just wanted to get this thing started. So um, the first topic we're going to talk about is the first year of retirement. And again, this is for... You know, athletes of all kinds. This is from the athletes who stopped playing eighth grade year, you know, who only played a couple seasons when they were little because their parents made them. This is also for, you know, the 15 year old, the 15 year vet that is contemplating retirement from, you know, the professional level. This is for the college athlete that's coming, you know, coming of age that sees who has maybe two years but also sees that all right I might want to do something different with my life after this. This is for the high school athlete who aspires to be a college, you know I'm saying superstar that wants to go to the league. This is for everybody in between. This is this is the first year of retirement. Um so I just started to look back on what how I felt when I was when I knew the I, I knew I was done with playing football. It was one of the most smacks in the mouth I've ever taken. And I've taken a lot of them. i played running back and played a lot of them. I got hit a lot. And that was probably one of the hardest hits I took in my young adult life. Um, so let me paint the picture for you. It is the last game of the season. last, I want to say it was the last 30 seconds of the game. Um, I'm on a special teams, uh, it's a specialty situation. Um, I have to go out and then I know this is the last chance I get to be on the field. I know it because I just feel it. This all this emotion comes over me and I'm like, wow, this is this is it. This is really it for me. And, When I got out there, all I could do was just laugh. I I might even shed a tear. But then when the ball snapped, when I tell y'all I went so hard on the responsibility I had to do, I went so hard. Like, I didn't care about no person. I didn't care about myself. It did not matter. I was going to get everything I had left in the tank. To this game that i've dedicated my life to that i dedicated sacrificed so many things to and oh that's what i did i gave everything i had and as soon as the play was over everybody was running back to the sideline. i just literally ran off the field i didn't want to see anybody i didn't want to talk to anybody i didn't want nobody to spoil this moment for me because this is my moment this is my chance to say goodbye to the game that I loved for so many years. That got me through so many different things. I had to fight through so many adversities. I just, there was a hill right by the field that you could still see the field. I just sat on the hill. And I knew my team would end up coming up that same hill, you know, to go to the locker room. And I just sat on that hill and just watched. Just watched the end of the game. Just watched it. Uh,. You know, slowly took off my pads. Um, I definitely was crying for then. I'm not even gonna lie. I definitely was crying then because it was like it's over, it's over. Um, that chapter has closed. Um, but I was also just so very thankful for the time I've had with that game, for everything I've learned off that game, from everything that was shared there. The good, the bad, the, the ugly, the all of it. It was just, I was just so thankful. Um. So yeah, so that was it. You know what I'm saying? Then you go to school the next day. Like, I mean, you know, Monday because our game was on Saturday. You go to school Monday, and you're not a you're not a college athlete anymore. Um. And I had a really good friend at school, and she was she played volleyball. She was dope. She was. One of the best volleyball players on the team, um, hands down, captain, all of that, and she was like, "Well, you're a wa- washed-up college athlete, huh?" I was like, "I guess so." She was like, "Well, join the club." So I guess I joined a um, unwritten, uh, unsanctioned club of ex-athletes, you know, ex-college athletes, ex, you know, washed-up athletes that was good for nothing anymore. <laughs> and it was low-key depressing. Not even a lie, it was low-key depressing. Uh, I was like, dang, I was just, you know, I could puff my, I played college football. You know, I was just, I was just there like literally a week ago. Uh, and now I'm not, what, like what, how do I define myself now? And the truth was, I didn't know. I didn't know how I was going to define myself. I didn't know what I was going to do next. Uh, I'll probably get into that another episode. But school was, you know, this or that. But I did what I had to do, but it wasn't like I was following a career path. For me personally, I know a lot of athletes who choose grades over sports all the time and I want to bring some of them in I want to get their thought process of how they chose you know made decisions and stuff like that um, but for me it was just like I mean since I was probably 10 years old I wanted to go to the NFL and that was the dream that was that was the only, that was really the only true dream I took by the horns and really was like I'm gonna make this happen uh I don't care about the tangibles, I don't care about the intangibles, I don't care how big or how small or I don't I don't care about none of that like I'm going to make this happen. You can't tell me I'm not going to make this happen. Uh so when that ended, <laughs> I was just like, "Whoop. I'm good at other things, but what do I really want to do?" Uh so that whole, you know we were we were close to going home at that time anyway, so that whole December, I was just like, what what am I gonna do? What is next what is what is about to happen what what do I do?" Um, so I just started to fixate on staying positive and focus on what was next, okay, graduate. That was next. That was the next thing I had to do. I have to graduate. This can't be all for nothing. This can't be just because I wanted to play football. This is be I had to enjoy that, but I had to get something out of this. Uh, I don't know I didn't know how my uh, scholarship situation was gonna work. I didn't know how long I had, but I knew I had to get it done. I didn't take Again, I didn't take college as seriously as I think I should have, but I wasn't behind. But I was going to have to pick it up. Um, And I had been the past couple semesters before that, knowing I was coming to an end. Um, So I was still in that rhythm. So I was like, I'm just going to keep pushing, keep pushing. But I was on top of my advisors. I was making sure things was done. And I just wanted to get this thing done. So going in to. uh, my last semester in college uh the spring semester because i was gonna because i did the spring and summer semesters to graduate and then i graduated in the fall semester but we'll get to that um going into the spring semester not having to go to all the practices not having to you know go to all the meetings not have to report here not have to have, have to report there. Not have to wake up Six o'clock in the morning. I have to do all these extra workouts. I have to push my body every single day. I felt relief. I was relieved. I was a hundred percent relieved that I didn't have to do all of that stuff. I mean, it was. It was one of those. It was one of those deep breath moments. Like, wow, I can just chill. Um. But as you can, as you will see, um if you start to follow me and who I am. I can't till for long. So I got, um, I was taking about 21 credit hours that semester, and then I was like, I need some money. So I was like, I'm gonna go get a job. So I got I got up, and I was like, I start setting my plan out. I was like, all right, I'm gonna go get a job. So I started searching, you know, Indeed, down there, I had my car, I was good. I was like, I'm gonna find a job. So uh, it took me about a month in a, in a, in a day to get a job, secure the job. So I started working. And uh, it was specifically important because it took my mind off of not being out there. Because as soon as the relief stuff felt, I felt the relief of it. I felt low-key depressed about it too. Like, oh, I wish I was out there. Oh, I wish I was running with them. I couldn't even look at my cleats. I couldn't even look at it, so um, it was just it was just a strange it was a lot of strange feelings going on. Not to mention anything I was going through with school, anything I was going through personally. That itself was just a, a polarizing feeling of depressed, but also relief, and where do I go from here? And this, that, and the third. So I was trying to find out what was next for me. So I knew working was, I knew I didn't want to get fat. Because everybody, everybody named their mama said, as soon as you stop playing, you're going to gain 20 pounds. I'm like, no. Because I just lost this weight. I am not about to put this weight back on. So I went into a fixated grind mode on that. I was working out every single day. I was dieting. I was doing all of this stuff. To make sure, like, I'm just not going to gain this weight. I refuse. I refuse to gain this weight. I refuse to not feel like myself just because I'm not playing a sport. Because when I was younger, I felt like the sports defined me. But when I got older, I realized the sport doesn't define me. What I can do within that sport defined who I was. And who I wanted to be. And that was dominant. That was hardworking. That was consistent. That was valuable. Valuable. Yes. And I believe I could take all those attributes and take them into the real world and be successful as well. So that's who was me, you know, on the field. Uh, so I knew I didn't want to keep pushing forward playing football because it was very hard on me physically. Uh, My body, I couldn't really recuperate how I I needed to after 16 years straight of playing. Um, But I also, didn't want to chase the same dream anymore. Um, A part of me wanted to, you know, a part of me still had that hunger in me. But a a part of me, a part of it had been crushed from all the disappointments, all the ups and downs, all of it. I was just like, I did what I said I was going to do. And what more do I have to prove to myself? And I didn't. But I wanted to prove to myself, I could do something else. So that's where I was at with it, my my set-wise. I wanted to make sure that I was fulfilling myself in each and every aspect. So I can talk a lot, um, but only when I feel comfortable to do so. I don't talk all the time. I'm a very observant person. So... I want to play a little bit more of the intro song because I just want to take a breath and I want y'all to understand that it's okay to just listen and it's okay to just be yourself uh, on this podcast. So I'm just going to play a little bit. I got blue kicks, hottest nigga on your block. I ain't up, but no words coming from my spot. 100 percentage of youngers winning without of college I'm in my lane, he's with nothing JV about the spoil it I lost my deal. that would really seen in the genius My rapper skills is on Chapel here with choice Yeah, I know, I know Kyro Grace with your race, my five on My opposition declined slow My J straight out of China like baby rope. Shout out the tiger, but my- it was all a dream. It was all a dream. And if nobody knows what that song is, that's 88 by Wale of his Gifted album. And uh, it was. It was all a dream. Getting, getting to the level I got to was all a dream for me. But... Execution, determination, turned it into reality. That vision turned into reality. So, uh, my big question is: working out versus not working out when you first start on the road of being an ex-athlete. How do you feel? You know, how do you, I if I have anybody out there that. You know, is listening. How do you feel? How did you feel about working out? How did you feel about um, not working out? Did you not want to work out? I mean, I know a lot of athletes that just like, you know, what? I'm done. My body's tired. I'm tired. I'm not about to be working out. I know athletes who continuously work out, you know, didn't stop, didn't let up one bit when, when their seasons or careers were done. Um, and I know most athletes – eventually come back around to working out after they've, you know, taken their break and take the time out because it's in them, you know, it's a part of who you are after I mean, you go to so many workouts almost every day for years. I mean, it's just part of your routine and it's a good, good part of your routine, but it does change. Uh, so how does working out change when you are a prime time athlete and you are in the prime of your career, you're just a good athlete. And then you're not, you have that, you don't have that reason anymore. How does working out change? I would love to. I want to get somebody on the on the show to talk about that soon. And I want anybody who has any opinions on it, I want you to bring it out. I, re- I definitely want to hear that. Um, so, with all of that comes passion. And for me, and I'm gonna be talking about a lot a lot about myself personally because this podcast really is an open expression for me to kind of get out everything I want to say about being an athlete. Um, but I am going to to open it up to a lot more people very soon. I think it's a topic that can be discussed for a very long time. Um, but for me, I had put all my passion into that sport, you know, especially when, I, when after high school I committed fully to just playing football and that was all I had my mind on. So I was fully committed to the sport, hands down. Uh, and that's where all my passion lies. I couldn't. I would personally say I wouldn't even give passion out, you know, to anything else during football season. Like girlfriends, no. Uh, anything. Like I just couldn't. Like out of the respect and love for the game, I was like, I have to focus. I have to be the best I can be each and every day. I have to stay clear minded. I have to stay clear headed. I can't let other things distract me. I can't be distracted. And I think that comes with good and bad. Um, I think it comes with a lot of heartache. did for me, uh, I think I still battle with that. Um, trying to start something new like a podcast. Trying to start all the new things that I am starting with. Uh, I do host events uh, from time to time. I do uh, a couch talk. Um, and I do certain interviews, uh, but this is all new for me. I mean, two years ago I was in college playing football. And that's all I cared about. So all of these things that I'm trying are new and some of them are experimental, uh, just to see what I'm good at and see what I can do. I know I want to motivate people. I know I want to talk to people. I know I want to inspire. I want to get my story out there. I know these things about myself. So I'm trying to put myself in position. To do that, um, so passion. Where do you place all that passion you are placing into that sport after it's gone? Where do you Where do you put that? Um, for me, that's an ongoing question. Um, hopefully, I can put it into making this podcast a great podcast for y'all. Um, I really do. I really hope I can put some of that passion behind that. Uh, I think it's one of the major lessons I learned out of playing a sport is how much passion I can actually give to something. How much passion I can actually instill in others. Um, So I think having passion is the key to success for me. Um, and not every day, you know, loving having to do what I have to do, but every day loving the process of doing what I have to do. And at the end of the day saying, "Yes. This is what this is this is the outcome. Yes, I I appreciate that. Yes, yes, yes." And keeping that passion strong because I feel like having passion um, when, and anything I do is going to make it 10 times better, uh, whether that's in work, uh, in new ideas I have, in relationships, and friendships, in goals I want to achieve, in working out, in anything. If I can put passion behind it, it will come out 10 times better. So my question is, where do you put your passion now? Where are you putting your passion right now? Is it into a job? Is it into your career? Is it into school? Is it into the relationship? Are you putting that passion properly into positive things? Because I put my passion into negative things at times, and it always comes out negative, of course. Um, And I I want to be able to put my passion, or I didn't even put any passion in it because I knew it wasn't good. So why am I even doing it? You know what I'm saying? That's the challenges and, and stuff I've been facing just being an ex-athlete. Uh, in my in my perspective of, of being an ex-athlete is just that passion. Like, where do you put that now? Because, I mean, you've been throwing it at, you know what I'm saying, this sport for so long. It's like I, I personally just can't throw it at anything. I, I want to throw that passion into something I can look at for the next 16, next 25 years. You know what I'm saying? Not something I can't even see myself doing the next two weeks. Uh, So it's just where are you putting that passion at? Uh, And, again, we're talking about the first year of retirement. These are all of the mindsets I've been going through, just being in, uh, ending my career as a, you know, athlete and having that void almost uh, and battling that mentally. Uh, so, realizations that I have come to find being a retiree, you know, right? being an ex athlete is you accomplish something that many will never understand. it's okay to be it's okay to be congratulations, you know what I'm saying? It's okay to congratulate yourself for that, and I couldn't even say it right, but it's okay to congratulate yourself for that. It's okay to just take a second and say I did that. That's a part of my life. That's what I've been able to do. I I, I put everything I had into that and I did it. You may never ever hit the the major goal you ever hit, but you did something, you committed to something. That's big, that's huge for a lot of people across the world. A lot of people do not know how to commit to anything. And if you commit to that, if you can commit to that, you can commit to something else. You can put that passion behind something else. Now it may take time to find that, but you can. You know you can, and you have confidence in that. So realization, you know, Be proud of yourself. Be proud of what you've accomplished. Be proud of the athlete you are, you were. You know, be proud of that. Stand on that. And also understand it's okay. Like, you will figure things out. Like, there is a very, very, there's a lot of great sayings. uh, And I'm not great at memorizing stuff. So I'm not going to even try to say the Say the phrase, but there's a lot of good sayings that talk about timing is everything. Timing is the most important part of putting things together. It just takes time. Sometimes it just takes time, you know, to figure out everything, to put everything in motion and have everything work itself out to where it can be beneficial for your life and beneficial to everything you want to do in your life. So just give it that proper time. Um, don't let people don't let things rush you don't let anybody who's went through their fair share of chapters rush you out of your own enjoy every piece of the process because every piece is important Um, and we will talk about all of those uh, on further podcast episodes Um, but that's yeah so that's that's the first topic I want to discuss is that first year of retirement. How does that feel? If you have any questions, any any comments about how your first year experience was being outside of an athlete and having that mindset, uh, please send them to me. That would be awesome. I would love to read some. I would love to uh, converse about those for sure. Um, so every... Every show, I feel like I'm going to end with uh, a specific song in mind um, that kind of caters to how I've been feeling or caters to how um, my I want my mindset and my viewers' mindset to kind of end off on, uh, on a very positive, motivational note. Um, I'm very big into music. I'm very big into hip-hop. I'm very big into pop, you know, every, a lot of different genres I really enjoy. Um, but don't forget, you can follow me on Instagram at underscore King Teeth. You can follow me on at, on Facebook and on YouTube at King Teeth All In. You can follow me on Snapchat at football underscore life two. If you didn't realize, I made that, like, Eight years ago, okay, Um, that's when football was life, all right? So, you can definitely follow me on any of those platforms, social media platforms. Um, I would love to hear from you. So, the song I have chosen for this to end off this first episode is Childish Gambino, Not Going Back. So, I'm not going to play it all, but I'm just going to play a little bit of it. It seems like they all want me to fail, but I'm not going back, not going
1: back, baby. Please tell me you don't want me to fail, cause I'm not going back, not going
0: back. Could have been a tragedy That's why these fake niggas who call me pussy or mad at me Cause they ain't had the smarts or the heart Ain't you read the fucking book Things fall apart I was never gonna stay the same All I ever really wanted was to change the game. Spent the year kicking ass and taking names. Try to tell it to your heart, Taylor Dane. Mama told me I was special when them test scores came in. Calling me the new Will Smith, that's Jaden. Calling me a faggot when I'm rapping, that's hating. I need to slow down, what the fuck is y'all saying? Step inside the party, y'all niggas is mood killers. My lifestyle's simple, it's easy, and Bruce Willis. I'm the boss, Michael Scott, y'all bitches is just fillers. Set the world on fire, your motherfuckers chillin'. What is this? That's why these fucking. MCs want their asses back. Don't you know that I'm a rapist? Ask a track. Whiskey sip and wanna drink the whole bottle. But these smart middle class black kids need a role model. Fucking hate me. That's what I'm used to. Some the dick we the shit metamuso. Goddamn man, it's gotta be a better way to build pop all these drugs. So I... Now that was just a little bit of a song. Um very explicit, but um it gets the point across of he's not going backwards. Um, and it seems like, like his line, he said, it seems like they all want me to fail, but I'm not going back. I'm not going back, baby. So it's like people in your life may want you to not keep pushing forward. People, and this goes for everybody, people, we've all had our fair share of haters and and different people that don't want you to be successful, but you can't be worried about them. You can't be worried about what they could do or what they think or anything about that. You can only worry about yourself and understand that you were not turning back to who you were, You're turning over that new leaf. You're going to be that better person. You're going to get that new goal. You're going to hit that new goal. You're going to get that promotion. You're going to get that new job. You're going to get everything you want out of life because you're not going back, and you don't care what nobody else thinks. So my motivational quote to end this is, the future belongs to those who believe in the beauty of their dreams. I'm gonna read that again. The future belongs to those who believe in the beauty of their dreams. Okay, so believe in your dreams, believe in yourself. This is King Teeth, and this is the life of an ex-athlete. Thank you. So, we are talking about the first year of retirement. Retirement. Uh, when you start to know it's the end. Um, by the way, this is DJ Cruz, one of my best friends. Um,
1: we're
0: on the we're on the podcast now, so might as well talk like it. I'm
1: pretty sure I got toothpaste on my kneecap.
0: But, um, but yeah. So how was the? <laughs> first year how was that first year gap from when you stopped playing to a year from when you stopped playing and you look back like damn it's been a whole year it How was, was that? What's, what's that year look like
1: I say when it hit the year mild mark it was it made it real like it was like okay this I lasted a year without doing it it was not easy there was a lot of depression and a lot of self hate almost because it it didn't end i ended it right that's what was hard because it would be it would be different if it was like all four years and yeah i'm a senior i'm a graduate i can't play anymore Mm -hmm. but no it's like i stopped it and i had the choice of you know me going but like you said that year of knowing it was going to end was nothing but anxiety like (laughs) The beginning of the year was it was great because you know Oh the beginning of the year. I just knew I was like, you know sophomore year and I'm like I don't don't know if I'm feeling this cuz it became more political and I just Me as a person I was in it for the fun I was in it for the bonding and I was in it for to create a family, but in college, it just, it, it might have not have been my fit. Mount Union might have not have been my fit for sports because I just never felt like I fit in. Back home, you know, everyone knows who I am as a personal, you know, on a personal level. So it's like they accepted me for what I looked like, for, you know, who I liked. and But here at Mount, it was different, you know. This is very, even though it's a liberal school, it's... Eh, it's not like it was closed minded, but you know, it wasn't as open, you know, as I was used to. You know, yeah. it wasn't exactly open arms. And, you know, I expected college ball to be hard, but Jesus, it was like boot camp. What? Like, it was like I was training for the Marines. And, like, in <laughs> high school, I thought we ran, but college, we ran. And, like, the coach I mean, I'm sure your high school coach was, like, almost like a father figure to you or something, or like something a buddy. Like that. That's how it was for me, but, and then, like, college hit, and she was, like, I won't name any names, but she was just, no, she was a commanding army general. Wow. That's what it was, and I just wasn't used to that disconnection. We were just there to play basketball. I felt like a soldier, and I didn't like that feeling. But, anyway, sorry, back to your question. um, the day I quit, obviously, I, you know, cried because I thought I lost my identity. (sighs)
0: Because I talked about that the first you know, episode. Like, that identity like, to being that athlete. And, it's, and it's hard
1: because even if you didn't give yourself the identity, people around you <sighs> see you as that. Oh, Latif, the football player. That's you all they know, see. like Latif, oh, you know, number blah, blah, blah.
0: I remember, and I'm not going to name names, but <laughs> <laughs> somebody we grew up with, I remember him saying, to me, right? Yeah. He was like I can't see you doing anything else but football. Uh, I'm like That sinks in, right? I'm it's like, like oh. I appreciate it but right. like, I'ma get old someday. Like, I can't like I can't, I can't manage a store. I can't <laughs> yeah. I can't cook. Right. I can't do nothing. Huh? I right. I just gotta run this football as fast as <laughs> I can. Well right I mean, I get it. I get it. Cause that that's your identity. That's what they know you as.
1: Yeah, and then then you you build off of that because you're good at it. One, and two, it's like you see you over the years. I mean, think about it. When did you start football? Like what? Seven years old. Seven years old. Seven years. So from seven years old until twenty two. Twenty two years old. People are saying, oh, we're so proud of you. You're you're such a role model. How how do you? stop that how do you stop that how, how do you, you walk you away because like, not only is that you know that's that feels good but it's pressure they're making you almost feel obligated to be that like, leader figure forever because in our brains we know that that's a good thing that's the right thing to do be a leader be a be a icon figure you know and then it's like well i think i want to stop because a couple things i'm not happy too i just i lost my passion for it or You know, three. When did you feel like
0: you lost that passion, though? Because I was definitely talking about that in the last show. When did you you feel like that left you?
1: When I... I've, I've never gotten in my head so much before until I got to practice because her method was... Not to name names. But her method was to tear you down to your lowest to build you back up. But... Her as a person, she's not very. She's not that type of person that knows how to psychologically build you back up. Mm -hmm. So if you're just not mentally prepared to get cussed out a lot or to get constantly yelled at and and told that you're not enough, it'll destroy you. And it really and it got to me. I was not these other girls. They viewed life very surface level I was I always saw myself as an old soul very deeper than that so when people say stuff like that to me that it becomes engraved so when someone's like you're not good enough go home I'm like I'm not good enough you know I should wow. and so I couldn't get out of it and then I just started hating it because that's all it was negativity and it's like she wanted you, you to live mentally tough to get past it and push yourself you know, past it where you become, that's her, she wanted you to become a hard stone
0: Mm -hmm. so it
1: could fall off you. My thing is, I don't want to become hard. I just want to play basketball, be good at it, and still be a kind person.
0: Now, how do you put that in real life terms? So, you went through your situation with, um... Taking the fun out of the game. Yeah. How do you keep the fun in your real life without it getting? I mean, we've so had with our. So was my substitute. Really, and I I didn't really word it well, but um, we've had this discussion before about even what we're doing now mm-hmm. about keeping the fun alive. Right. Because because okay, so once you saying. get in that that funk, once you get in that. Yeah. Yeah. I can't. I'm not worth it. I can't do it. it's almost like that's all there
1: is.
0: (laughs) And once you feel like that's all there is, once you got that in your mind that that's all there is, then you really have only one choice now. I have to leave this. I have to get away from this. I have to stop this somehow, some way. So, do you think that way of thinking is like permanent? Permanent? Or is it Do you think you you're going to grow? uh, Do you think you do you think you need to grow a thicker skin?
1: Good question. Um, I think I think it honestly just depends on the life situation. Like I felt that it was unnecessary for me to. It definitely taught me discipline. I'll you know give it that. College sports is no joke. Absolutely no joke. And you gain the most respect for yourself (coughs) through exceeding your limits. Which I recognize, and that definitely helped me. But to change my personality for a sport, and then alter my my daily mindset on how I see life, <clears throat> I saw it as unnecessary. Like
0: to that extent. To that because extent. Because if you think about it, sports really structure how you thought about life. If yeah. you think, if you really, that's what I feel like this whole mm-hmm. podcast is about. Like, what sports, how impactful sports work deeper than just the it's sport de- it's completely different yeah. just like you said your um your first c- coach your high school coach mm-hmm. was like a best friend of you was like a father figure was like that person that you could look up to mm-hmm. and then you went into a whole nother situation yeah. where it was the complete opposite
1: yeah totally and
0: crazy that changed your whole outlook on the sport itself because it's never been about the sport. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's always been bigger. Yeah. And always been deeper. So i definitely,
1: yeah, it definitely went from a deep, a deep level to more of a shallow, like, you know, it's about, you know, you win or you lose, but then it's like, okay, so where's the, the team, the bonding, you know, where is that? I want to look at this person even after my years of college and be like, they're coming to my wedding or I'm going to invite them over. You know, it never got to that level. There was no chemistry. And my first year basketball, we did not do good season wise. Like we probably won. I've
0: had my most fun when I was on losing teams. I've had my most fun I've ever had in my life as a sport and playing sports. I just, it was just like, like, yeah, we, we, we lost, but like we enjoyed each other. Like we didn't hate. On one person because we lost. It was just right. like, no, we lost as a team. We're going to try to go get better, but we're going to, like, be friends. Yeah. It's not like we're about to just not be out here being mad at each other every day. That's not... And I, part of my my senior year of football, college football, that's kind of how it was. Everybody was blaming everybody else, yeah. clicking up, and yeah. it was just like, dude, like, yeah. we if we win, we all win. If we lose, we all lose. This yeah. is what sports is about. This is what... You know, coming together as a team—that's what being a teammate is about. Isn't
1: that really the purpose of a sport? Is to bring people together to be able to work together. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, but that's
1: what I'm saying. It's become so political in some places. A lot of
0: it. Once you get, once you start hitting that college level, it's very political. Because a lot of coaches have a lot of, and and like, a lot of money involved. A lot of money. Yeah. So much. <laughs> yeah. But th- we're gonna get into all of that. We're gonna get the life of, a, of an ex athlete. I promise you we're gonna get a, we're gonna get through all of this. And just to clarify, this is the late, the great, oh. DJ Cruz, <laughs> aka one of my best friends, Fallon Schwab Davis. And yes. she is in the building, she is working with us on the life of an ex-athlete. And we just wanted to I wanted to talk to her about what I talked about yesterday. Which was that first year of retirement, mm. athlete first retirement, and when you know it's just time to put the put the cleats up, put the put the shoes away, tie the shoelaces one more time, and then let them go and yeah. the crazy is the crazy thing about it is and and why it was so it's so cool that we're talking about this because I have a whole completely different perspective than she did because I I played all four years, and I've had some of the same struggles she was going through as far as Coaches not really being there for you like they were before and things really not working out how you thought they would and things like that. She chose to take herself up that dark place. I didn't even take myself. I had to give it up. So it was a complete it's a completely different scenario, but it still has a lot of the same ties to it, which is very interesting, interesting as ever. That's why I love this podcast